Welcome to Minority Landlords Podcast, your manual to financial freedom. Are you looking to escape the nine to five rat race? Do you want to earn passive income while building generational wealth for you and your family and don't know how to get started? Well, you're at the right place. Here at Minority Landlords, we're here to help educate minorities about real estate investing. And now your host, Pepe Amoti. Hey, my host Pepe with the 21st episode of Minority Landlords podcast. And today I'll be talking about evictions. I'm psyched, psyched about this episode because guess what? Even though it's the worst part of real estate that we all despise, however, it's one of the most crucial areas that you all need to know about and be prepared for. And in today's episode, I'll give you landlords tips on how to avoid future evictions and also talk about what you all should do and be aware of if you need to evict someone. I have several friends and family and and, and folks that have refused to get into real estate because they've had horrible tenant stories, horrible eviction stories. But trust me, it's not as bad. And the likelihood of one having to go through the eviction process is pretty low if you picked correctly and followed an extensive screening process. But sometimes you find yourself in situations like me where tenant isn't whom I picked, but rather someone I inherited. So let's get at it. For the newbies, what is eviction? You might be asking yourself. I don't know if there's somebody out there that doesn't know what eviction is, but it's basically a court-ordered removal of a tenant from a property where they reside. I've personally been in real estate for going on for four years, and for the most part, I've had great tenants, but also some bad here and there, especially those that are inherited after taking over a new property. And quite honestly, that's why I do not like inheriting tenants. I like going through the choosing process myself, but having a fully occupied property just makes financing much easier. Anyways, back to eviction. I'm going through a very hard person to deal with at the moment. And I, along my attorney, have been going through the process for months. This eviction process has been taking forever. I will go through how to deal with evictions in today's episode. But one of the big takeaways from my experience is, folks, make sure you don't just have an attorney, but make sure you have a good, good attorney. Check with your connections or look online and read reviews and make sure you have a good real estate attorney that will help you go through this process because the process is really rigorous. As we know, now I believe across the country, the moratorium have ended and landlords are free to evict, but I do not know where all of you all are. So make sure though you check with your individual towns to ensure that evictions are actually halted because there's still probably some towns, some towns that are, they still have um, eviction moratoriums and whatnot. So make sure that you check. Uh, but for the most part, I think the majority of the places across the country, they've halted the evictions. Anyways, now let's look at what landlords can do in order to avoid evictions. As we know, dealing with hard tenants suck and having to go through the process doesn't just suck for the tenants, but also for the landlord because now they are missing rents and probably will put the landlord behind his or her mortgage and utility payments, especially 
if they are mom and pop landlord. They'll have an increased risk of foreclosure. And it's also, it's, it's very costly to evict. And some places, tenants aren't even responsible for landlords attorney fees after the eviction process. And, and in some instances, crazy tenants can even ruin the property, right? Which will end up being costly to the landlord to fix and get it back to a rentable shape. There's also been some crazy um, instances where I'm sure you all have heard in the news and whatnot how tenants who are being evicted have murdered their landlord. Yeah, you heard that right. That's crazy. Even if it doesn't happen all the time, it does happen. I remember a few months ago, I saw on the news this tenant in Maine shot his landlord multiple times, killing him because he was being evicted. You hear Bailey's being shot at or some even landlords killing tenants just last month in connecticut a landlord fatally shot her tenants to end a long-running dispute that spanned since september of 2020 when the tenants stopped paying rent another example to a few months ago in las vegas this landlord shot three tenants and killing two of them due to an argument over unpaid rent guys this is happening all the time across the country so be aware that evictions come with a lot of emotions on both sides and it can be very risky process to go through that's why i think eviction is a very important topic that landlords should know about and do all they can to avoid it if possible and if it happens which there's a high likelihood it will be prepared and know how to properly deal with the situation in a correct manner anyways let's look at how you as a landlord can avoid eviction number one make sure that you have an extensive screening process i've said this a thousand times make sure you beef up your screening process so that you get the best tenants you can in order to avoid future issues i won't go through screening this time but i've talked about this before how you all can properly screen tenants i had an episode back in december 2021 i forgot which episode but i did talk about how to properly screen tenants so go there and listen to that episode so that you ensure that you are screening well in order to, vo to avoid these issues. I can't stress enough how important proper screening process is in this business. I and my business partner are actually right now building an app that will probably even solve some of these, uh, these screening issues. I can't discuss it yet, but more to come. But please, folks, beef up your screening if you want less headache in the future. Number two, be flexible where necessary. I know we are doing business and want the rent on time. I get it. But if you have tenants who are constantly trying their best to pay, please work with them. If they're a couple of days late, so be it. Obviously, don't make it a habit, but if they're trying their best and let's say they get you rent on the second or fifth and not right on the first of the month, work with them. If they have some family emergency or issues, work with them. I had this person I bought property from and he made his tenant sign a paper stating that I don't want any excuses why rent is not in on the first. And verbatim in that agreement stated, I don't care if you lost your job. I don't care if you went on maternity. I don't care if you had a death in a family. I don't care if your pets died. I don't care. All I want is rent on the first. This does not help folks. Making a tenant sign this kind of form 
from the get-go, it creates hostility and tension and messes up that landlord-tenant relationship. Anyways, I urge you all landlords to practice some compassion and try working with tenants that are doing their best to work with you. Obviously, if you have a deadbeat tenant who don't care, then definitely get rid of them. But if your tenants are doing their best to get you their rents in, even if it's not on the first, and they really show that they care but are just having some life struggles, please just work with them. Make payments arrangements with them. That will be cheaper than going through the stress and expense of eviction or even worse, getting murdered. <laughs> right? Number three, make those repairs. If a tenant makes a repair request, make sure you get it solved on time. I know a lot of landlords that don't get those repairs done, but still expect their rent on time the first of the month. Make those repairs and make your property look nice. And trust me, you won't encounter a lot of issues. Number four, I've talked about this before, but make sure you go through the whole lease with your tenants so that they understand your expectations and nothing is a surprise. If you just make them sign the pages, guess what? Most of us don't really read agreements. I, 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 hope, I hope I'm not the only one. Am I the only one? Before I used to be lazy and tell them to sign and get back to me, but now I go through it with them line by line. That will help them know exactly that you're running a business and that these are your expectations and this is what happens if those expectations are not met. Number five, as I had said, evictions can be crazy for both ends. Another strategy I've had has worked for a lot of landlords is cash for keys. Basically, instead of evicting your tenant, you give them money to get out. Sometimes it can be even giving them $200 so they move out and, and give you your keys and units back. It solves problems faster and tenants get to live on their own accord. But this can be costly to the landlord. But I don't know about you, but I value my peace more than rent money. Besides, going through the eviction process might even cost you more than doing cash for keys. Now, let's look at what you guys must do if you have to go through eviction. Those are must. Those are not like, oh, what to think of. No, those are must do's if you find yourself going through an eviction with a tenant. Number one, first thing, make sure that you hire an attorney. I don't care, especially for you beginners, hire an attorney to help you with the process because just one mess up can mess things up. So make sure you have an attorney that will help you step by step along the way. The second thing, know your state laws. Even if you're working with an attorney, still know your laws through Googling eviction laws in your state and make sure that you read them and understand them so you're not doing anything that might end up conflicting it. Number three, actual steps that you will need to do is first to post a pay or quit notice. Some states it's a three-day notice and some states it's five. The check with your state. After, let's say, the three or five days, if you haven't received payments or know what's from the tenant or you don't like what they they tell you then you file for eviction once eviction is filed the bailiff will serve the tenant with a lawsuit then after that you will attend the court session and the judge will determine what to do if you win then the bailiff office will schedule a move up 
most places during move out day the bailiff will come to supervise the move out and you will have to hire a bonded moving company depending on your state's law to move the stuff to the curb again depending on your states if tenants leave their stuff on the curb you will have to move it in in the basement of the property or to a storage unit that you'll be responsible for paying for that again based on your state's Tenants has certain number of time to get their belongings, and if they, they 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 don't take it, then you can throw them out. If they let, if they left owing you money, then you can sue them for it. And if they refuse to pay, then their wage can even be garnished. Again, along the whole process, make sure to work with a real estate attorney to help you out. It might cost a couple grand, but guess what? It's much better than doing it yourself. As you see folks, eviction is not easy. It's a long emotional draining and costly process. So I urge your landlord to do all you can to avoid it if possible. Follow what I say, have a great screening process. Work with tenants who are trying their best. A lot of landlords sometimes have weird expectations like no, if you treat people with kindness and understanding, guess what? they will treat you the same way all right folks until next time don't forget to give us a rating and review on itunes and before i close i want to say something about this first of all i appreciate each and every one of my listeners and i'm asking for one thing and that is if this podcast is feeding you or if you are learning something from it then i need you all to start feeding me back And how can you do that? By simply rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes. And this brings me to something that just came to my mind. And and that's the idea, this idea of mutualism. Or in other words, nourishing what's feeding you. I know it's hard. It's a hard concept for a lot of people these days. We all just like taking, taking, taking in a lot of areas in our lives and not giving back. Right? We enjoy free music and free shows without giving the creators a like or comment so they can reach even more people. We go to our favorite restaurant that we enjoy the food and service but never even once realize something as small as rating is what brings them the most business. Because these days before we shop or use any business, what do we do? We look at what others are saying about them online. And that's not just in business, but one of the biggest things that affect most of our personal lives too is that still that idea of mutualism. This idea of not giving back, but just taking and taking and taking and taking. Any relationship you've ever had or anything you apply to it survives with the idea of mutualism. Being mutual with those around you. In other words, feeding them if they are feeding you your wife or husband or boyfriend will leave you if they just give 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 and never get anything back in return you will mess up relationships with your family if they are the ones that always give and you never give back and it can be something as small as giving your brother a call once a week rather than only on holidays a lot of things guys a lot of things in this world a lot of things in this life depends on mutualism 
your career will die and you will be fired if they're just paying you and you are not doing the work right even your car will stop in the middle of the highway if you refuse to fuel it after it runs out of gas so as i close i want you all to understand this concept of mutualism that 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 idea of giving back to those who are giving to you so that you aren't slowly killing them i have a weekend a, a weekend gig and and this weekend the this coworker who is older than my mother actually was telling me how she she has a boyfriend that she's been with for 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 6 years but she also recently started seeing this other guy that she met at the gas station while she's with a boyfriend i was shocked and i said wow i can't believe you could do that it's like are you guys together and even living together for the last 6 years she said yeah and proceeded by saying i'm just exhausted from being the only one giving for the last 6 years and not getting anything back in return she goes saying i'm not asking him for much but simple things such as kindness compliments and understanding she proceeds by saying i i hate myself for being involved with someone else while i'm still with this person that i've been with for so long but i can't break up with this person that i've been with for so long because i care so much about him but at the same time i'm exhausted and i'm getting those small things that i've missed for years and years i'm now getting them from someone else that that values me enough someone that checks on me and and shows that they care and and i i do not feel alone when i'm in their presence boy that that broke my heart listening to her granted i don't condone what she's doing but that's an example of what happens when we just take take and take we don't realize that we are in return silently and slowly killing those closest to us so today i encourage you all to make sure that you are constantly giving back and constantly feeding every area of your life that's feeding you especially those closest to you all right folks until next time stay hungry thank you for listening to minority landlords podcast please like and subscribe and leave us a rating on itunes so that we can reach as many people as possible We will appreciate it if you tell your friends and family too about the podcast. Also visit us at minoritylandlords.com.